That's right. The Chiefs are champions of the world. Our hometown team, the Kansas City Chiefs, went down to Arizona, took down Nick Sirianni and his Eagles. And today, on this first episode of our rebranded podcast, the Power and Light podcast, not the KC Fan Club podcast, we have changed the name due to popular demand and my grandma saying it was dumb. I am I am sitting alongside Mr. Jude Miley. Hello. And Mr. Preston Graver. Hola. How are we doing today, boys? Amazing. It's a good day. As we're talking right now, the parade is going on downtown Kansas City. We are not there because honestly, why would I want to be there? You know, I don't want to be around all these people screaming and yelling and getting drunk, but I'm happy where I am, right? I would like to see Travis Kelsey. <laughs> um, do you think any of these speeches are going to make like national news? Do you think Juju Smith-Schuster and Jackson Mahomes are going to do a dual TikTok on the stage today? I hope so. That would be amazing. That would be so entertaining. <laughs> all right. Preston, I want to take you back, uh, back to Sunday night. What was the main thing that stood out to you from the entire game? That is a great question. Probably how easily Jalen Hurts scored on the Chiefs' defense in the first half. That first drive was incredible from both sides. We Both, both offenses had incredible opening drives. Um, the thing that stood out to me was, man, we couldn't stop the QB sneak. Like, none of them. No one can. They only like failed on that four times in the season and they ran that play 40 times so do you think over training camp every team that's going to face the eagles is going to design a play or something because i mean you can't use it every game i think they just used it this year and i mean it was unstoppable but all these coaches have six months to figure out a way to prevent it i think it's unstoppable i don't think anyone's going to be able to stop that Jalen Hurts is the most powerful quarterback in the NFL, and he's just able to like gain those few extra yards. And the O line just collapsing means he just has to surf over the O lineman. Yeah, I mean Chris Jones dove over the line and couldn't do anything about it. Jude, where do the Eagles go from here? Do they have a chance to repeat or like come back, or repeat as NFC champions, or are they gone? They have a really good chance. I think. As long as they keep their main pieces, like A.J. Brown, Vonta Smith, Jalen Hurts, I think with that offense, they can do anything in the next two or three years. They have, like, at least three chances to go to the Super Bowl. That's a good point, especially with the NFC. Like, the NFC is not that good. I mean, they're NFL teams, but overall, compared to the AFC, not even close, especially QB-wise. And obviously, the draft probably will bring in some new guys, but right now... Man, it's, it's, it's the AFC show, and the fact that the Chiefs are on top of it is awesome. Now, the a lot of guys are saying, a lot of people who are, who are draft analysts and stuff are saying, Jalen Hurts, first, before the draft shows up, needs to get a contract extension. He needs to get it done before Derek Carr signs, before Aaron Rodgers, if he's traded, signs. He needs to get all of these deals done, or like all of this done before the deals start to come in because like we saw with the wide receiver market last year, it can shoot up really fast. Do you think that they get a long-term deal done this uh, offseason, Preston? Um, I think they might, but I don't think it matters with the other quarterback sign. 
Hertz is going to be 50 million plus no matter what. So Carr's signing won't affect that too much, and Rodgers probably won't. Jude, Aaron Rodgers enters his darkness retreat tomorrow. What do you think he thinks about as he walks out of those doors? Is he going to the Jets? Is he staying with the Packers? Where is he going, and what's he thinking? Uh, whoever offers him the most money. At this point, I think he's looking for the big bucks. And he's just trying to get by and get rich. But other than that, he's the best quarterback we've seen in a while. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers in the prime of his career. Oh, man. It may be, you know, he had two MVPs and then all his star receivers gone and all of a sudden he's not MVP candidate even more. Okay, so let's talk about the 49ers. Obviously, they lost to the Eagles in the NFC Championship. Where do they go from here? And can they even start a quarterback at this point with the amount of injuries that they get? Probably not. I mean, you can't really just say this guy's going to be our quarterback for the whole season because they've had a quarterback get injured so often. But I think at this point they're going to need to roll with Trey Lance because he was the higher draft pick. Oh, really? So you're saying if Brock Purdy is – even if Brock Purdy's healthy, you're going to go to Trey Lance? I would, and I would have Purdy there if Trey Lance is looking bad because you got to know what you got out of Trey Lance because he's only played four games in the NFL and just doesn't have – the showing yet do you think nick bosa's comments about not watching the super bowl has anything to do with his white supremacy jude well <laughs> i'm not exactly sure what he said but i'm so sure it was a good quote and i approve of what his message was i think i think his quote was misinterpreted but i think the humor and the amount of uh just absolute backing that he got from this comment that I don't think he meant uh to when he was asked about two black quarterbacks starting in the Super Bowl and he said I will not watch now um I feel like that was interpreted wrong but maybe that's it all right so let's go to the Bengals obviously the Bengals are cream of the crop they're right up there with the Chiefs but they're going into one of the most legacy defining off seasons ever they have three quarterbacks that need to be signed, or th- sorry, three big contracts that need to be signed, including a quarterback in Joe Burrow. Where do they go from here? Yeah, I think they sign Burrow as soon as possible because the quarterback market will probably just get higher, but I don't know. I think that Mixon will be gone, so that will clear up some space, and then they'll have to extend Chase, I would say, sooner than later because... Jefferson's going to get paid huge sometime, and so that will just raise the market even more. Yeah, Herbert Burrow, as as Hurts, there's so many guys out of that draft class that are about to get huge extensions, and whoever goes first, the team is going to get the best deal because if Herbert goes first, then Burrow's going to want more money, if Burrow goes first, Herbert's going to, or yeah, if Herbert goes first, you know, vice versa, right? And then Jalen Hurts is going to be like, I just took my team to the Super Bowl. Like, why am I not getting all this money? So I think it's a legacy defining. Uh, where do you think the Bengals, if you had to say, where are they going to end next year? Where do you think they're going to end? I definitely think they're going to drop off a little bit this next year. But that's not to say that they won't 
stick around. Like, they've got a lot of decisions to make, and I don't know if they can keep their consistency that they've had the past two years for another season. But I think after this next year, they're going to have, like, a franchise quarterback, and they're going to figure a lot of things out this next season. So the next several seasons, they're going to be back-to-back contenders. All right, so talking about legacy off-seasons, the Chiefs, just like any year, have a lot of free agents. I'm going to list off all of these free agents, but some of them kind of stick out to me more than others. So here we go. This is going to be a little roller coaster and see if I can read all these names, pronounce them right. If I pronounce if I pronounce one of these names wrong, I just want you guys to start going nuts, all right? Just like all the beep, 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 like false, everything, okay? So I'm going to be careful, all right? Orlando Brown Jr., Juju Smith-Schuster, Carlos Dunlap, Derek Nanotti, Andrew Wiley, Chad Henney, Ronald Jones the second, Michael Burton, Blake Bell, Jody Fortson, Prince Tagawanago, <laughs> Jarek McKinnon, McCole Hardman, Dion Bush, Juan Thornhill, Justin Watson, Colleen San- Saunders. <clears throat> Wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Chris Lemons, Tommy Townsend, Tearshawn Wharton, Shane Buchel, and Nick Allegretti. That's a lot of guys. Holy moly. And it's not a lot of, like, just backups. I mean, they are some of them are backups, but it's they're guys that play roles. I think easily as we go down this list, some of these guys we definitely will resign. But I think the biggest one here, obviously, is probably Orlando Brown. Where do you think Orlando Brown goes? Does he go back to us? He was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, and he said he wants a lot of money, which he probably should, but he didn't play like that this year. Maybe he played like that in the Super Bowl. You know, you should go look up his quote. I can't say it on the podcast, but you should go look up his, his quote. Um... Do you think that's enough for him to come back and get a lot of money, or is it something that he's going to go to another team and we'll go through the draft to get a tackle? Orlando should be gone. I don't see a reason why we should pay a tackle the to be the highest paid tackle in the league. I think we can go draft, and we've seen that Veach can draft any position and be just as good. Because like Orlando Brown was like middle of the pack for tackles this last year and doesn't deserve to be the highest paid. I mean, he's just not quality enough, right? Yeah. He's not worth enough to pay a lot of money. So when you look at this, we have Orlando Brown, right? We have Andrew Wiley at the right tackle. And we have Nick Allegretti, which I believe he's a tackle as well, right? Maybe some guard in him. We're losing our entire tackle room. Are we about to have one of the greatest offensive line drafts ever? Just like when we got Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith? I mean, maybe. We're in the position, too, because the only other position that we're in desperate need of is an edge and D-line. So it would make sense for us to draft a lineman. Um, Everyone's saying that we're going to draft a safety for whatever reason. I don't think we need a safety at this point. I think we're just fine. So I would be completely fine with Veach using his first-round pick on an O-lineman. Yeah, and I think... When you get first rounders, when you get first rounders, they don't always pan out. We saw that with Kadarius Tony, who we now have, who's good, but a lot of first rounders don't pan out right away. Some of them are solid, but they're not like stars. And usually, offensive linemen kind of show up. So, going towards the draft, 
who do you think... Well, okay, I'll start with this. We have 11 picks, including compensatory picks, uh, projected. That's a lot of picks. And obviously, we had a lot of picks last year. We had, what, 12 last year? We had a lot. And we packaged some of those to move up and get Trent McDuffie. Do you think we'll use that and get up from... We're at 31 because the Dolphins do not have a first-round pick this year. Uh, they lost it with tampering with Tom Brady, which I think is hilarious. Can we go there real quick? Could you imagine calling Tom Brady, hey, you want to come to our team? And then NFL fi figures out about it and says, you lost your first-round draft pick. Like, is this funny to you, Jude? Because I think it's funny to me. Um, I don't know if it's funny. I mean, it's kind of dumb. I don't really understand it. But it sucks for them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're picking 31. Do you think we'll trade up? And here, here's the guy that I'm thinking of from Ohio State, Paris Johnson Jr. He's a he's a tackle who guarded for C.J. Stroud, one of the best in the nation, one of the best tackles. He'll probably go mid-15, 17, 18, that kind of range. Do you think we could package some of our lower-round picks to trade up a couple picks to go get a solid tackle like him? No. I mean, this day and age in the NFL, we'd have to give up uh, first our second and probably two or three later round picks and honestly i think johnson's going to be going probably in the 10 to 13 range yeah that's a good pick i i feel like if he's undervalued though kind of like we saw with trent mcduffie trent mcduffie last year if he starts to fall i feel like the brett beach could be like oh i really want to go get him jude if you're an nfl gm do you ever just look at the guy's name or the guy's hair and just decide on if you should draft him because of that. That is not what I look at. Because, like, last year, Brian Cook from Cincinnati, we drafted. And I saw his hair. These long locks. And I go, man, he's going to be good. And he was good, right? He had some, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> it's about hand size. If you look at the hands, if they're got big hands, they're going to be good, okay? It's all about the... So not Kenny Pickett. No, <laughs> Kenny Pickett has small hands. I don't think he's gonna. He's a total bust. He's not worth a first rounder, and he's shown that this year. He cannot make a team win. The Steelers had an amazing defense down the stretch, and they, they knocked enough wins. They won six of their last seven, though. But it's not good enough. It was T.J. Watt that did that for them. Yeah, and you look at Kenny Pickett. He had so many made the bad games, and he has. He had Deontay Johnson. And a really good Kenny Pickett, or um, Pickens, George Pickens, and yeah. two really good receivers, and they did not do enough. Yeah, Pickens is a beast. What a pick from there, from the Steelers' camp. But, I mean, Kenny Pickett had that drive against the Raiders and at home. To win it. To win it. But other than that, yeah. And it's against the Raiders. What does that mean? <laughs> Shout out to Aaron Winkler. Uh, Okay, so let's go to the Raiders now. No Derek Carr. They just cut him. Or not, they didn't cut him. They released him yesterday. Where does he go? Does he go to the Colts? Does he go to the Bucks? Where does he... If the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers, does he go to the Packers? Where does Derek Carr go, Preston? The Tennessee Titans. Ooh. Interesting. So where does Tannehill go? Nowhere. He just stays as a backup. He's, he'll be a backup somewhere. So Malik Willis will be... Malik's gone. He'll be traded. 
I don't think they gave Malik the chance. They gave him his shot. He didn't perform. And that's, yeah, that's it for Malik. Oh, man. What if Malik was in the Panthers system or, like, the Falcons system? Like, teams that are not great, I think he could thrive there because he's got, I mean, the Atlanta job for a quarterback should be a good job. Like, that should be a, a job that someone wants because maybe they're not a star team right now, but they have A.J. Terrell, right, on the defensive side, and then they have uh, Drake London, Cal Pitts. That Falcons team is okay. What, what's your opinion on the Falcons, Jude? I don't know. I don't think they're good enough. Like, Kyle Pitts did not have the best year mm-hmm, receiving-wise. Yeah. And um, Cord- Cordero Patterson. Yeah. I mean, he's good, but he's not like Derrick Henry carrying. Yeah, and he's, he's not old. consistent. Yeah, he's old and not consistent. Oh, So, going back to the Chiefs, free agents. What do we do with Mr. TikTok and Buddy completely roasting Mr. James Bradbury. He'll be back. Do you think Jude will be back? Okay. Seven to nine million. Oh, Jude, you disagree. I hope he's not back. I hope we draft a receiver. Maybe. That's, yeah, uh, that would be the best. Third or fourth round receiver. Get someone who can fill his role because he did not have, like, a standout season. He was nothing special. Not, like, wide receiver one numbers. So I think any third or fourth round wide receiver... Could step in. Do you think that's his fault, or it's because Mahomes just loves spreading the ball this year? I think it's his fault. You I think mean, it's his fault, just not getting open? And... I, I just don't think he's anything special, right? I just feel like any wide receiver in the Chiefs system should be able to thrive, because right. every yeah. defense is going to double Travis Kelsey, or at least attempt to, so you're going to have single coverage, and if you're a wide receiver one, you should be open almost every play. Yeah, I mean, we saw that with Justin Watson even. We brought him in from Tampa Bay, and the Bucks couldn't make him look good, but then Mahomes made him at least look half decent, yeah. I mean, with his deep threats. I wouldn't mind. I love Juju. We, we let Juju ride. Let him go on. We bring back Watson, and then we have MVS, Kadarius, Tony, and Watson. If we just get a solid receiver out of the draft, along with Sky Moore, that's not a bad wide receiver room, especially the way that Patrick Mahomes likes to play. But I start to get scared when I say that because an injury to Travis Kelsey and then our offense is down the tubes. I don't think it's down the tubes. We got the good backup tight ends in Noah Gray and Jody Fortson. They'll produce at least half of what Kelsey can do. I mean, obviously no one, no tight end in the league is getting 1,000 yards a year. But also I think that there's a decent chance we bring in DeAndre Hopkins this offseason. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. That would be really fun. Huh. So, okay, so you think Cardinals are in a rebuild? Right. Okay, that makes sense. Are they building around Kyler Murray, or are they just no. building in general? Okay. They're just building. I think Kyler will be either traded or cut within the next four years. Jude, what's your opinion opinion on Kyler Murray? Because I like Kyler Murray. I think he has a lot of weapons. I think he has a strong arm. But... People kind of hate him, and I think Cliff Kingsbury, may he rest in peace in Taiwan or whatever he's going Thailand or whatever, just is holding him back like he held Patrick Mahomes back at Texas Tech. What was your opinions on Kyler Murray? I mean, I like him. I like his work work ethic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the way he like, takes a night before his football games and just you know do something he enjoys besides football. You know. 
Jude, for if you don't know, is referencing to Kyler Murray's addiction to video games. It's so bad that they put it in his contract that he can only do, what, four hours of video games a week? <laughs> he has to watch a certain amount of film. So, so you, you and him kind of have this little bond because you're video gaming. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I kind of moved past it really fast. Let's go back to the Super Bowl because it yeah. is the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it is a big deal. I mean, think about it. I don't want to say it, but we may never win another one of these. It's sad. I think we will. I think we'll win it again next year. But, you know, things happen. The Bears were really good that year that they won it, and they just kind of fell off. The Patriots, or sorry, the Bucks, the Bucks last year, a couple years. Yeah. So you know what I mean. But I think I think we're part of a dynasty. What was the main halftime adjustment that you saw that ended up being essential to the finish, Preston? The offense came out ready. I mean, the first half we came out, we went down and scored, and then after that it was just dead. And obviously Mahomes didn't have the ball in the first half as much as we would have liked him to. The time of possession was out of the roof. half of what yeah. the Eagles had. So, I mean, I would say that the second half we just came – ready and the defense did what they did in the first half get every drive get him to a third down and maybe stop him on one of every four third downs and one of the things that uh orlando brown mentioned was everyone expected the eagles to win on the defensive side with a lot of running and for the chiefs to win with a lot of passing and not very good defense and we played good defense for some of the time not the whole time obviously we had a couple big wide receiver plays for the Eagles. But then we ran the ball. Isaiah Pacheco, he was, he was, I don't know, was he a dog? Was he a goat? What was going on with Isaiah Pacheco on Sunday night? I mean, he does have that dog in him, but he's just a different beast. Like He's a beast. When he wants to win, he's going to win. And that's just the decision he makes. And he does not. There's no saying no to that. Does he have Derrick Henry potential? I wouldn't say Derrick Henry potential. I think he's got a lot, a lot of potential. But I think Derrick Henry is probably the best running back we've seen in the past, like, decade. Jude, your opinions? Can he become the next Derrick Henry? He's not going to become the next Derrick Henry. He's going to become the next Adrian Peterson. Oh. (laughs) So, all right. So do we lock him up as soon as we can? I know this is rookie season, but we lock him up long term, just like Mahomes. Does he? Oh, okay. Sorry. Does he have a thousand yards next year? Easily. Yeah, e- easily. There's no way he doesn't. I mean, he's not going to be the best back next year, because that's going to be Brees Hall, right? Everyone expects that. Hey, he's yeah. Brees Hall's good. We just don't know what he's going to do after that injury. He's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, like I said, Jarek McKinnon is a free agent. Do we bring him back with the success of, well, also Ronald Jones? Do we bring those guys back? I, personally, I think, I think Jarek McKinnon, we come back because he's a huge part of what we do on our team. He, he's part of the screen game. He uh, can block really well. And, but I don't think Ronald Jones does that much. We kind of brought in Ronald Jones to see what Pacheco would, or we brought him in. And then we got Pacheco, and we like, whoever does better can kind of stay, right? And Pacheco beat Ronald Jones all the way up to running back one. Uh, is Jones gone? Is McKinnon gone? I think Jones is 
gone. <laughs> Maybe he'll stay on practice squad. I would like to see McKinnon back, but I don't know if he'll be back necessarily. Um, we have Melvin Gordon on practice squad, so he could come up. Goat. <laughs> that man has one more Super Bowl <laughs> ring than all of his teammates on the Broncos, except for Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Melvin Gordon working his tail off all year just to get that Super Bowl ring on the practice squad. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I would like to see McKinnon back, but I would also like to see Pacheco getting more receiving than he did because we saw what he could do in the playoffs when he got the ball in his hands. Jude, Chad Henney, hanging up the cleats for the last time. He's going to retire. We also have Shane Buchel going to the free agency. Who is the backup quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs next year? Well, this may sound unusual. You may not believe me, but it's going to be Matt Ryan. Oh, oh, wow. How many years? Like, just, just next year and then... Three. Huh? Three? Three years. Oh, my gosh. Will he take... I don't uh, think he'll take backup no. money, though. Yeah. I think he'll just retire. He'll either if retire he or be a starter. Get a starter job. What do you think about yes. Zach Wilson, though? Yes, that's that's huh? exactly who I think it's going to be. <laughs> or... Why would we want Zach Wilson on our team? A project. If Andy Reid makes him look good, we can trade him away. Oh, good point. Because you've seen... Uh, the Patriots got so much out of Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy Garoppolo played two games in the NFL before he got traded to the Niners. Jude, why don't you like Zach Wilson? He's literally one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. His attitude. He just has... He takes everything for granted, and, like, he's got no sense in his mind that everything could just be gone in a day. Like, he... Yeah. He messes up, and he just doesn't care. He's like, oh, I'll do better eventually. I'll get better. But he's not getting better. He's not doing better. They had... The Jets had such a good shot this year, and yeah. they blew it. Oh, my. Yeah, they had one of the best teams, young teams, in the league. Yeah. I mean, Sauce Gardner is a dog, and Brees Hall was a dog. Their whole team is just... It's good. Yeah. yeah. Their defensive line is good. And I think if they bring in Derek Carr, they win the Super Bowl. Okay, so you're... So, okay. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, well, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. All right. Is that... Okay, so I want to... Uh, okay. Please explain a little bit more. Derek Carr to the Jets all the way to the Super Bowl. That means they have to beat Mahomes at some point. I mean, that's just such a good team. And I'm not saying they would beat the Chiefs, but I'm saying they have the potential to. They oh. have the potential to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if any I... Any team does any day of the week, so I mean... Yeah, that, no, yeah, any team in the not NFL the can... <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're getting a quarterback. We'll see. Well, we'll go to that in just a second, but I want to finish up this Chiefs talk. Um, I mean, our team is really good. We have a really good core, and I, I trust Brett Veach completely. Um, but before we move on to the draft, you said the Jets are one QB, one good QB away from winning Super Bowl, which I consider Derek Carr's good QB. I don't think he's a top Fifth, I don't think he's top five, definitely not top five. Maybe top ten, definitely top 15. But what is one QB for you, Preston, or one team that's one QB away from being a playoff team that wasn't a playoff team this year? That wasn't. that. Um, that's a good question because, I mean, I would like to say the Titans, but they have no receivers, so I don't think yeah. that's Bye-bye, A.J. Brown. Um. 
Lions, but they have Goff. I think Goff is good and will continue, and they'll make the playoffs. So yeah, it's, Lions, hard, Lions it's really hard to say because most teams made the playoffs that I would say could have a better turnaround season. Can I give you my pick? Sure. I think whether it's a quarterback from the draft or a free agent, mm-hmm. the Indianapolis Colts are one QB away from making the playoffs. They really struggled this year, but they have that core offensive line that's really good. They have Jonathan Taylor, who two years ago was an excellent running back, which I know he can kind of fall back. They have a young wide receiver corpse that's really good. Their defenders are okay. They have Shaq Leonard, who is a one of the best linebackers in the game. And they have Stephon Gilmore, right? They still have Stephon Gilmore. I think... I really do. I think this could be, you know, it's too bad Jeff Saturday is not coaching him. But I think they're one QB away. I hope it's Bryce Young. You hope it's Bryce Young? Yeah. Huh. That's intriguing. I mean, I don't think that they wouldn't make a playoff push, but I don't think they'd make it into the playoffs. Because with a quarterback, I feel like, the Jags are winning that division no matter what next year. There's no doubt in my mind that Trevor Lawrence is going to just stay where he's at, and then all the other pieces are looking good. All they have to make better is their defense. Jude, what, who wins the AFC South next year, which includes the Texans, the Colts, the Jags, and the Titans? I want to see the Colts because I like the Colts. They're a good team, and I... I like Michael Pittman. Yeah. But can you say the Colts over, like, the Titans, right? I think it's the Titans or the Colts. I think Jacksonville definitely falls off a bit, but I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up between those two. Yeah, the Jacks have a young team and a good coach. Doug Peterson's a great coach. Um, I have no idea why the Eagles let him go. You know, you're going to have down years. doesn't mean you have to fire him right away. But I think the Jacks are good. But I think this Colts team, I mean – what happens? The QB doesn't even have to be good. They just have to be average. And if Jonathan Taylor can unlock what he had two years ago, this team is a playoff team. And that's, DeForest Buckner? Yeah, like, this I mean, is a good team. That's what they've said the past two years, and they've gone from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it could be true. Obviously, experience brings a lot, but, I, yeah, I'm just uncertain about the Colts. All right, let's go to the draft. Picking first overall, we have the Chicago Bears. There is no way that they stay there, right? Yeah, there's they're gone. <laughs> so how far do you think they trade down? I think they'll trade down to wherever they need to. Yeah. I mean, if a team's offering like a veteran that can hold down the fort on offense, that's like maybe a receiver. I'm thinking a receiver, a first round pick, and then that's about it. And they move down to wherever that's it is because. In reality, Fields looked good for some games. He wasn't great. Yeah, they don't need a quarterback. But, and, I mean, sure, their defense isn't great, but, like, 15th to 18th in the league, you can still make it to the playoffs and win games. So, I don't know. I think that they'll move down to wherever they can, and whoever moves up will draft a QB number one. Yeah, I know this is going to be controversial, but I think Will Anderson from Alabama is the best player in the draft. Yeah, I mean... That just makes sense. Yeah, So, and I think him with the Bears is good. Jude, who do you think is the best player in this draft? 
I don't know, but like. Do spawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe like. Um, Xavier Worthy. Was he on the Texas Longhorns? Are you talking about B. John Robinson? No. Oh. Receiver. Oh, no, no, no. Is that the guy with TCU? Uh, no, he he said Texas. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, nah, yeah. yeah, they're tall, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. Look, he's, he's yeah. Really him and Quentin Johnson are good. the best wide receiver that I've seen. And Quentin Johnson's right there below him. No? Man, that should, I no. I don't think he's that good. He's okay. not, I don't he think he's overhyped. that good either. Yes. Like, people said he's good, but... I have to agree with you I on that one. On okay, so this is one of the main uh, conversations people are having, draft analysts are having right now. C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? Who do you like better, Jude? Bryce Young. Why? Well, C.J. Stroud is just like Zach Wilson. Not a bust. A simple bust, okay? Oh, man. Bryce Young Young has that natural talent, and he's been good his entire career. Like, he did so good this year with what he had, and I just think he's the best. Preston's seething over here. I'm assuming you're going to pick C.J. Stroud here. If I'm a general manager taking quarterback, I'm taking C.J. Stroud. The unknown behind Bryce Young and his injuries is just too scary. Sure, Young's got potential, but injuries just can flip all that in an instant. And while Ohio State has one of the best talent in the country, Alabama is just full. Of yeah, it, I mean, all over the place. That's what every speculation about Alabama quarterbacks are. They have the best players in college football. So our quarterbacks that come from there, good. Like we saw with Tua, he was great. But injury made him drop. Otherwise, he would have gone number one. But is he looking like number one talent right now? Hmm. Yeah, I agree with I, I agree with the CJ Stroud pick because he's very accurate. He he has had some really good throws over this last season. But obviously, Jude disagrees with us, and you know, knowing Jude, he's probably right. We'll probably see Brace Young <laughs> go on and win uh, national or uh, the Super Bowl this next year. Um, okay, so. I saw a mock draft today, and I want I want us all to rant at it because it had first overall – well, first of all, they had the Bears trading down to four and the Colts coming up to number one, and the Colts drafted Bryce Young. The second overall pick, which is the Texans, Texans took Will Levis. Dude. The third pick, which I think is the Seahawks maybe. I don't know. Someone took Jalen Carter, and then the Bears took Will Anderson. Can we rant at this for a second? Why is Will Levis even top ten talent? Like, I think Levis goes top ten. I, I think he does, but I don't think he's worth that. Man's tall pocket passer, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. He's even more like Zach Wilson. <laughs> he's he's just not good. He's he's a bust. Okay, I, like, I I agree. Like, yeah, I well, mean, I mean, I know Preston will disagree with this, but I think Trey Lance was a bust. I think any player who doesn't play in a huge, I mean, I obviously Kentucky's power five, but North Dakota State, I'm glad he was good there, but I don't think he has NFL talent. Maybe if he gets developed, maybe if he's an Indy Reid system kind of thing, but like, I don't think Kyle Shanahan. He's an offensive wizard. He creates the offense for whatever quarterback is there. But I don't think Trey Lance can have, like, Super Bowl kind of success there. Agreed. I think he was a bust at three. I think he definitely I had would not. Strength. Yeah, that was a stupid decision by yeah. the Niners. I don't understand why they traded up. They Okay, so they did trade up. I forgot about it that. Was, they were, like, 14, and they moved up to three. That's a That was a bad pick, right? They wanted 
and that was like the smoke show because everyone was saying, "Oh, they're gonna take Mac Jones at three. Oh, that's right. And then the Patriots and took then him the at Patriots like 10. took him at like fifteen, I think. Yeah. It was. Oh, right. Yeah, right there in the middle. Man, he's a bust. So. Yeah. <laughs> Man, everyone's a bust to you. Anyone but is, Mahomes. Is Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow bust to you? No. Okay. Okay. But if you can't get to the playoffs with the Patriots, you're a bust. Oh, that's a good. Hey, that's mm-hmm. a good point. I mean, that's a legitimate. Point. Valid reasoning, but. The Patriots are just bad. All right, let's... They were looking good. They, they could have easily walked into the playoffs. In my oh, yeah, they would have easily made it to the playoffs. Zappy looked better than Mac Jones. Exactly. Well, anytime you have a coach like like Belichick, you know, you can do... You can make you can make playoffs every year. All right, as we finish up, we're going to switch the conversation to college basketball. I know both of you K-State fans aren't very happy right now. Obviously, K-State lost to Oklahoma last night, which I'm raising my hand right now for the because you guys can't see. I picked that game as one of their losses. I think K-State's a great basketball team, but I really thought Oklahoma was a good Oklahoma's a good basketball team. Um, what, where does K-State go from here? Because they're obviously they've lost four of their last six, I believe. They got to turn this around quickly, otherwise they're not going to get a very good, very high seed. I mean, they got to win their home games from here on out, right? Like, they can't afford a home loss because then the away games are going to be even more important. But, I mean, if they win out their home games, I think they go 5 or 6 seed at least. Yeah. I mean, we got to win at home. I think we play State at home this weekend. Uh, and then we play Baylor right after that. Um, I can't remember if we played them at home or not the first time. Um, but... It's just, yeah, if they can figure out how to shoot, they'll be fine. With Texas loss this week to Texas yeah. Tech and with Baylor and KU, all, all three of those teams are tied for first in the Big 12, which I think I think we all can agree. Big 12 is the best basketball conference in the nation. I think, can we all agree on that? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Okay, and I think especially when Houston joins, then it yes. will be even better. It will be through the roof and here's the reason why i think it's the best basketball conference texas tech right now is a 500 team i know they're not in conference play but if your worst team is 500 overall that's a good basketball conference and you know it's good because big teams like uh like ku and like texas like baylor even k-state who was at the top for a little while they're losing to teams that are not the best the best well yeah i mean you can see that Oklahoma and Tech would make it to March Madness in any other conference. They are a good basketball team. Oklahoma can shoot. It's just they're in a really hard conference. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the like yeah, I agree. Baylor, Texas, and Kansas, even K State in any conference could win. Um, I'm gonna talk about KU real quick. Uh, obviously, we have a big game on Saturday on College Game Day against Baylor. That will be defining uh, for yeah. conference play. And then we our last game is at Texas. I believe it's at Texas. Yes, yeah. Um, it's, I think, March 4th or March 3rd. That's a big game for, K, for KU, which I think we can win. But well, yeah. going into Texas, that's, that's not easy. Yeah, I mean, you guys need Grady Dick to carry and keep doing what he's doing. I mean, he scored, what, 21 points yesterday? Yeah, I don't he know played if he really scored well more. last night, yeah. But, yeah, if, if he's making threes, then the rest of your team is able to focus on everything else that they need to do. Well, 
one of the favorite plays that we like to do is we like to drive in and then pass out. Pass out. Yep. And that's like all we do. And if we can't hit the threes, then we try to make those shots when we're driving in and we're just, we're not heat. We're not a big team. We're a small team. Right. Yeah. You don't have the big man to just dunk like you have in the past. Like yeah. Azubuke or anyone. Yeah. Azubuke and Abaji. Jude, who wins the national championship? What's your pick right now? Well, I want to say Purdue. Good team. Good team. A solid player. Probably the best college basketball player. Yeah. Really no argument against it. But, I mean, who else other than them is the real question. Yeah, whoever wants it the most. Preston, who's your national championship pick right now? Well, I like Alabama. I've always liked Alabama in basketball because they're a fun team to watch. But I don't think that they'll hold their number one seed for that much longer. What what's the if you had to put a percentage chance, this would be the last thing we talk about. Texas, Baylor, Kansas, K State. Out of those four teams, what's the percentage that just one of them, at least one of them, makes it to the final four? To the final four? Yeah. Like eighty five. Yeah, I think it's really high. I think one of those teams has to make it. Ninety three point six two percent. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't see that there's a way that a Big 12 team isn't competing for the championship in the end. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I feel like, you know, I really hope KU and K-State are put on different sides so we can face each other in national championship because that would be amazing. Um, but KU fans are really happy right now. Just trust me because K-State took the loss, which, you know, I like I like cheering for K-State. They are a special team. I love Jerome Tang. Uh, but Missouri lost yesterday. That makes me very happy. Well, Missouri's a good team. Uh, there's a lot of really solid... I think this is the least dispar- disparity... No. What's the right word here? Dipa- what? When the top is farther from the bottom. Disparity? I think that's the word. That's not the word. What oh. are you trying to say? Standard deviation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the top of the college basketball world changes constantly. Obviously, right. it's Purdue right now, but... You know, or well, they just Bama. lost, right? It's yeah, Bama. so Bama's number one. So it's changing nonstop. Any team can beat, yeah. relatively. Any team can beat every team. Um, yeah, relatively. I think March Madness can be entertaining because in the past, Gonzaga, KU, there's been some big teams that are unstoppable until they get to the final moments. Yeah, Duke. Yeah, Duke, uh, Kentucky, a couple yeah. years ago. There's going to be some of those mid-major teams this year that just come in and, well, like one year. Uh, I think it might have been 18. KU played Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania just shot threes and scared them in the, I think it was the first round, maybe the second, but it was such a close game, and KU barely pulled it out. So there's going to be some of those this year that end up being close. I think it'll be entertaining. All right, well, this is fun. I like the new name. You know, the last name did not did not hit very very well. Uh, if you made it to the end of this episode, you're a very special person and we thank you for getting all the way in. We're going to end this around 45 minutes. So (laughs) if you made it this far, you're either like sleep, like you forgot your phone somewhere and you're not listening anymore, or you scrolled through the end, which we also appreciate. If you don't already know, we are on Instagram now. Uh, if you want to follow the power and light podcast with underscores in between, uh, we are also, if you don't have Spotify, which you're, if you're listening to this, you probably already figured this out, 
But if you don't have Spotify and it doesn't work for you, we also have, um, through, we're doing this through Anchor, which is an app you can download and listen. So that's a good spot too. Uh, we really appreciate the 76% male population listening right now and the 24% female population. We're trying to get the female population up a little bit, but you know, it's kind of hard because we're not very funny. And the only way you get the ladies is if you're funny, right, Jude? Yeah. Any last words from you, Jude? Um, no, there's really no words to say. I have no words in my entire mouth. <laughs> well, we have a lot to talk about coming up, obviously. The draft, uh, basketball, and then spring training started this week. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Power and Light podcast.